When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Wizarding World Lorecast, where we're going to take a deep dive into the world and lore of the Harry Potter universe, such as the creatures, the people, and yes, even the magic. Welcome back, witches and wizards, to another episode of the Wizarding World Lorecast. I am one of your hosts, Ben of Tamaria, and always with me is my other host here, Nina Kitty. Hello. And uh, you might hear me sound a little raspity, a little weird. That's because I'm getting over the plague. Uh, no, no, seriously, <laughs> I'm just like trying to get over a cold and it's... It messes up my voice and lungs. It's not fun. It's but, lingering a little bit. Oh yeah, I always it always lingers with me. Having asthma and being sick at the same time sucks. Agreed. Um, yeah, asthma's just terrible. Absolutely. Don't try not to yeah. have asthma, but too bad you can't control breathe good. It. <laughs> breathe good. <laughs> breathe good. But you have no control over that. Sorry. No. Um. Anyway, <laughs> right? I know. If only. But anyway, uh. Besides my health issues, um, <laughs> today we are going over another class, and that is going to be over my favorite class, which is definitely Defense Against the Dark Arts. And oh boy, do we know much more about this class than the other classes we've went over so far. Holy crap. Yeah, it's big class. There's it a, a lot big, to it. There is a lot, and, it, and it's also, yeah, it is a big class. Uh, so kick things off here. So Defense Against the Dark Arts, or abbreviated as DAD, DADA, or DADA. Don't do that. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Oh. Uh, was a subject taught at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry and Elamore School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. In this class, students studied and learned how to defend themselves against all aspects of the dark arts, including dark creatures, curses, hexes, jinxes, or dark charms, and dueling. The class was a core subject at Hogwarts. The position of defense against the dark arts professor at the school was once rumored to be jinx, as no teacher could hold the post for more than a year without suffering an unpleasant fate. Tom Riddle jinxed the position because Albus Dumbledore did not give him the job when he applied for it, the fact that no teacher has lasted longer than than a year meant the subject had numerous professors over the years. And then Elmore began teaching the subject in the 17th century, and Harry Potter would occasionally deliver Defense Against the Dark Art lectures at Hogwarts in his adulthood. 
So yeah, yes, a lot. Of, I mean, so the whole Voldemort jinxing the class, and that's why there's always a new professor each year. That is absolutely true, and that is fact. Like he actually did jinx the the job itself, and he did that. You know, magic's wild because you can jinx a title. Why wouldn't you jinx like the prime minister? Right, and I think, I'm just saying, I mean, if you're an evil guy, <laughs> and I would imagine there's like some sort of like conditions you have to like do to to do something like that. I'd imagine. I really want it. That's my condition. I guess I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, and as we fi- as we'll find out later in this episode, it does. Um, it, the jinx does break after Voldemort's death. Oh, that's good. So we do know, like, yeah. oh, it was Jinx because it was tied to him specifically. That's just crazy. And then also, know. you know, Harry, like, teaching lectures in his adulthood at Hogwarts at Defense Against the Dark Arts makes perfect sense. One, he's an or in his adulthood. Two, mm-hmm. he's, like, the to- go-to person to do anything against, like, a defense against the dark arts because he's seen pretty much almost everything that you probably could. He's got a horror. great resume in that aspect. <laughs> like you can't Why, beat his resume. Honestly, I I'm shocked that he didn't become a professor for defense against the dark arts in his later, like in his adulthood. Like I under, fair, I understand him. I don't like, see him as a as a professor. I don't see his personality as a professor. He wouldn't want to be tied down to that. Like he loves Hogwarts as a home, but to teach, I just just like Neville's makes sense because he loves talking about it. He likes solving problems too much. That's like, fair. Okay. That's, yeah. So that's it's like him standing in and giving like little lectures here and there about certain stuff. Absolutely. But as a job, mm, I don't see it for Harry. Okay, I can. Okay, now that you say that, yeah, I get yeah. that. And like him being mm-hmm. an or, I mean, him being an or in general makes absolute sense. He's the one that oh, defeated yeah. Voldemort. He's gone through the most BS in his entire life, and that more people probably should, as, as Lupin, like he's gone through so many horrors in his life that nobody would imagine. No, poor Lupin. Yeah, rest in peace, which we will talk about later. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. So as far as class information, so Defense Against the Dark Arts was required subject from first year to fifth year. The curriculum in the class varied greatly depending on the professor at the time deemed appropriate due to the jinx on the teaching post that was presence before Lord of Voldemort died. Many teachers had been appointed to the post. Tom Riddle mm-hmm. twice applied for the Defense Against the Dark Arts position, the first time shortly after graduation from Hogwarts when he turned down uh, by Headmaster Armadillo. Uh, Armado Dippet, who claimed he was too young but invited him to reapply a few years later. Many years later, after becoming steeped in the dark arts and starting to use the titled Lord Voldemort, he visited the school and applied again, this time to Dumbledore. He refused again. He was refused again, according to Albus Dumbledore. After the second refusal, no defense against the dark arts teacher held the post for more than one school year. Dumbledore believed that it was due to Voldemort's placing a jinx on the position, a belief that was properly spread throughout the school. Which turned out to be true. 
and the lessons mm-hmm. generally had a practical approach. With the case is of complaint teachers believing it came to the dark arts, a practical approach was the best way. With theoretical theoretical assignments given as homework, and adept teachers such as Corinna's Quirrell and Dolores Umbridge, who had focused on theories alone, hampered the learning of the defenses as they would not be pr- providing students any practical experiences. So it just kind of reminds me when you, like, I don't know, if you ever took a <laughs> math class, like geometry, and you just mm. learned theories, not a lot of people enjoy that. <laughs> no. I love math, but I did not enjoy geometry because all it was was theories and trying to apply theories and make sure you used the right ones. I feel like that's the same concept with how they taught defense against it. Like, you need to be using it, like, I don't know. It, has it was a more practical approach. <laughs> take it like algebra. You actually practically use algebra. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and I love algebra. Not geometry. Geometry, nerd. you don't nope, use geometry jack is just... anything. So I can't remember a single thing from all <laughs> theorems and stuff. Oh, gosh. I know a, there's A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Equals... That, that's all I remember. Wait, is that geometry? And that's good enough. That's, yeah, I think that's finding the area of a rectangle. Yeah, whatever that is. That's all Maybe. I remember. I don't know. I graduated triangle. forever ago. It's a triangle because there's three sides. Sorry. It's been a hot minute. It's a shape. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a good example of why. <laughs> yes, exactly. Stay yes. in school, kids. Stay in school. <laughs> Stay in school. <laughs> um, in the fifth year, ordinary wizarding level examinations were taken. As such, students spent their time learning new topics and possibly revisiting the past four years of lessons, depending on the teacher. As part of the Defense Against Dark Arts OWL, students had to sit in an ex- written exam, one question asked to describe the five signs of a werewolf, and after students must complete a practical exam of counter jinxes, defensive spells, and a bogget spanishing spell, and the Patronus charm for bonus points. Now, the Patronus thing was a special case in Harry's... Um, uh, situation there was a lot like when he was taking his owls for defense against dark arts all the examiners like heard rumors that he could perform a full corporal patronus and mm-hmm. they would award him bonus points if they could if he could straight up do it and he did it like and it like everyone in the like great hall and the testing area and everything like all the like examiners are like, oh my god! Like a wizard so young was able to like is able to do this, and they like, and he, like Harry's told him was like, I I did this dream at third year, and they all like, wait what? Like, <laughs> they just lost their minds. It's like, oh my, you did this as a third year? Yeah. Um. So to advance to the new class, a student must first achieve a high owl score either outstanding or exceeds expectations. Most teachers set the bar at exceeds expectations. And then also due to the course being directly related to the dark arts itself, dark wizards who wish to teach would typically apply for the course, notably being Tom Riddle, Patricia Radpick, Quirinus Quirrell, Barnabas Crouch Jr., Dolores Umbridge, Silver Snape, and Amicus Amicus, uh, Caro, which we will get into all of those lovely names later. And uh, yes. Vincent Crabb and Greg Gregorio were two known students who failed their owls in defense against the dark arts, for which the following year's respective teacher, Snape, gave them both detentions. Dun, Who's not dun, having dun. it? No. 
And then Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher was also responsible for dealing with any dark arts-related activities that threatened school and its residents, as Harry and Ron expected Lockhart to enter the Chamber of Secrets and protested against the excuse of leaving under an unavoidable urgent call in 1993, while Snape was assigned to staunch the death deadly curse that afflicted Katie Bell in 1996. Mm-hmm. And then now we get to the classrooms. So the Defense Against the Dark Arts classes took place in the first floor, class 104 in the North Tower, and classroom 3C on the third floor. In classroom 3C, an iron chandelier hung from the ceiling as well as a dragon skeleton. On one end of the classroom stood a projector and activated by magic. Several desks and tables could be found in the classroom as well as other sets of large windows. Now, the first floor... I want the dragon skeleton. Yes, that's the third floor one. That is the one that we most commonly known after... Literally, it's the only one that we see now after Chamber of Secrets. And going mm-hmm. forward is from the second film on, it's always going to be in the third classroom, third floor classroom. The only time we see it as the first floor classroom is in Sorcerer's Stone in the first film. That's it. Yes. And we only see it and for it's once. Brief. It's one brief scene when McGonagall yeah. fetches for wood for mm-hmm. Harry's tryouts for Quidditch. That is literally it. Yeah. Very short. Like av- mm. after that, they use the third floor uh, classroom going forward it, because you see the dragon all the time. Yeah, I'd want to see the dragon all the time. That's just me. And we know what dragon it is from uh, thanks to Hogwarts Legacy. It's a uh, yes, high being right. high, uh, uh, high being black dragon or something like that. I'm I think take your so, word for it. I can't but remember. But I do remember her starts talking with an, about it. It starts with an H and I can't remember um can't remember on the exact breed. It's not a horn tail, right? No. It's definitely not a horn horn tail. Okay. Those things are freaking violent. Anyway. But beautiful. Sure, if you don't <laughs> mind the spikes. <laughs> no. And the aggressive attitudes. Um no. So now we get to the curriculum. So, due to the constant changing of teachers until the jinx created by Voldemort was broken, the curriculum of Defense Against the Dark Arts varied from year to year. Each teacher had their own priorities and a way of teaching, and the respective effective uh, efficiency uh, proportional to his, his or her beliefs that the methods, such as Quirinus Quirrell and Dolores Umbridge, believing that theories were enough, which in fact more hindering. Uh, while more effective, Remus Lupin, Bartimus Crouch Jr., then disguised as Alistair Moody, uh, and Severus Snape had more balanced belief in theory and practical defense. Six years were supposed to be given demonstrations on what illegal curses looked like. It was only in the 1994-95 school year that the that was changed for, to the fourth year, and that was only changed because Crouch Jr., Oh, yeah. It's I didn't because that he was reason. Yeah, because so you don't really get this in the film if you've only watched the film. It like it's like oh well, they did that because you know school. In the mm-hmm. book, um, Crouch Junior, who is 
Alistair Moody at the time, which at the time when you're reading the book, you'd think it's just Moody, is teaching them the like all these curses to want to know them and to know what their effects are so they can be prepared in the world. But also, they actually practice the imperious curse and people getting imperious to learn how to resist it. And so was so would you say that the curriculums were are like previously approved by Dumbledore or by the headmaster? So they just so the curriculum is approved by the headmaster. Now, as okay. far as if Dumbledore, I can't remember if Dumbledore approved Moody. I want to say he did because I don't know if he knew Moody was actually. He, Barty Crouch. He didn't think Barty Crouch, like Moody, was actually Barty Crouch, obviously at, at this time. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, well, I trust you, Moody. Blah blah blah. You know, I, I what would I would assume, but um, That's fair. F- like during all these, like you know, p- him t- like Crouch was teaching how all these kids to try to resist the Imperius curse. Mm-hmm. The only one that ever like actually resisted him was Harry. Like, he was the only one that learned how to resist it, which is mm-hmm. hilarious because um, when he has his duel with Voldemort, like, Harry has his duel with Voldemort in the graveyard, mm-hmm. Voldemort uses the Imperius Curse on him to try to uh, command him to do something, and Harry completely resisted it, and that's all thanks to hit like Voldemort's own Death Eater in disguise. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oopsies. Oopsies. So, uh, earlier teachers from the 1985 to 1986 school year, for example, were uh, considered highly incompetent and effective by most students, and as such, very rarely showed up to teach. Oh, no. Uh, And this would be the the time of Hogwarts mystery. Mm-hmm. And then during the 1988 to 1989 school year, the renowned curse breaker Patricia Radpick was appointed the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher for the academic year. She proved herself to be a highly effective teacher for both defensive and offensive magic, having taught her students a wide variety of uh, fascinating and useful topics during her lessons to compensate her students for learning Almost nothing in previous years. She had even give select students private lessons in the subject, teaching them how to duel in preparation for locating the curse vaults throughout the castle. During the 1989-1990 school year, Bill Weasley was given permission by Albus Dumbledore to teach extracurricular evening classes in the subject to, to students after graduating school. Due to the effectiveness of teaching that year, he continued teaching these lessons in the 1990-1991 school year as well. Olivia Green, a former Ravenclaw student, was later appointed the DADA professor during that school year. She had Jacob Sibling investigate the existence of the rumored jinx on the teacher's post during the school year. She also had them help her research Nog Tales for a planned lesson. In the 1991-92 school year, Quirinus Quirrell taught mainly theoretical knowledge, which four years later in the ministry deemed he was uh, was the only teacher before Dolores Umbridge to have 
and, and acceptable standards. However, the ministry at the time was corrupt and paranoid. Thus, the evaluation of Crow's effectiveness was inaccurate. In fact, while he was studious and intellectual, his practical aspect was severely hampered by his timid and shuddering nature, leading him to unable to teach properly, which caused many students considered his classes to be a joke and failed to take him seriously. Which makes That'll sense. That'll do it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, also him being the host body of the Dark Lord and evil person of the wizarding world, too. So there's that. He just gives off a bad energy. That's all. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then in the 92-93 school year, uh, school year go to Lori Lockhart, woo boy, Flanda, an incompetent, taught nothing to the class of his respective tenure, aside from nonsensical and unrelated material, considering that he was hired solely by Albus Dumbledore for the purpose of ousting him as a fraud to the world. His <laughs> lectures were simply storytelling and theoretical reenactments of his books, since this first practical lesson ended in disaster that he failed to contain, involving live, freshly caught, quote-unquote, Cornish pixies, in the idea of homework was the class to compose a poem of one of his alleged achievements with the offer of a signed copy of his autobiography to the best composer. Which is hilarious that Dumbledore specifically hired him just to out him as a fraud. That is hilarious. He's so clever. He's, he has such such oh, a God. Yeah, Dumbledore strategic mind for playing heck. like the long game. He definitely plays the long game. Well, obviously, because that's what he did with Harry. Was true. Yeah. Yeah. And then Lockhart simply used the course to promote his <laughs> informational uh, publications. Ron Weasley claimed that he had not only, uh, that only thing he learned from it was not to set pixies loose and express <laughs> his desires to drop out of the course, mainly uh, of Lockhart's incompetence. In late 1992, Lockhart was established the very shortly lived an unsuccessful dueling club with the help of Severus Snape in an attempt to teach students how to defend themselves. The club had only one meeting, which resulted in complete chaos. Quite the duel. Because that is the time where Harry kind of like talked to a snake and freaked everyone out. Yeah, weird. Oh boy. (laughs) Weird. And then the 93-94 school year, Professor Lupin was among the most effective teachers to have taught as many students under his tutelage agreed upon. His, uh, taught, he taught practical aspects during the lectures, even bringing in several dark creatures in captivity as visual aids. He assigned theoretical aspects for homework. He also was also charismatic, earning the respect of his students and therefore making him want to learn from him. Lupin also gave his favorite student, Harry Potter, additional lessons on how to learn to perform the Prostronus charm so he could learn to combat Dementors. Hermione Granger claimed that he was only teacher among their five at the time who knew that he was what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Lupin's third-year exam was an obstacle course set on the Hogwarts grounds in which the third-year students had to confront various dark creatures. Third-year students had to wade across a pool containing a grindolo, cross uh, potholes containing red caps, navigate the marsh uh, while ignoring misdirections from a hinky-pink, and finally defeat a bogget inside an old trunk. Now that's a, that, that's an, a, a test right there. That is a test. That was only in the book, I believe. I know it wasn't in the movie, 
And yeah, I vaguely yeah, remember definitely only the definitely only the book. Yeah. <laughs> so in the ninety four ninety five school year, Barnabas Crouch Jr. then disguised as Alistair Moody, use, using Polyjuice Potion, believed firmly in a practical approach. As such, he taught the fourth year class the unforgettable curses, in which were normally reserved for the six years, uh, believing they need to see it sooner. He even performed the Imperious Curse on all the students as a means to teach them how to resist it. Although the students found him to be one of the most effective instructors, besides his true identity later being revealed to be a criminal, the ministry found the lessons to be very controversial and expressed the strong disapproval. In the 95-96 school year, the Minister of Magic, Cornelius Fudge, had deluded himself with the bizarre conspiracy theory and headmaster Alpes Dumbledore while using the students to create a private army. You know, all that. Uh, as mm-hmm. such, the implanted Dolores Umbridge became the teacher of the Defense Against the Dark Arts, which he believed to be the main source of training for Dumbledore's would-be soldiers. I mean, it, yeah, it makes sense, but really, dude? Really? Really? <sighs> He's a little. Yeah. In the 96-97 school year, Professor Snape taught the class to respect the dark arts as a dangerous and ever-evolving opponent, and their defenses must be as versatile as the foul arts they seek to undo. He imposed a darker atmosphere in the classroom by dimming, dimmer lighting and marker portraits in order to allow the students to have a firmer understanding of the sufferings that the dark arts can bring. Hermione concluded that Snape's ideals were very much the same as what Harry Potter expressed during Dumbledore's army recruitment meeting, not simply memorizing a bunch of spells, but to understand and react appropriately to the situation at hand. As with Lupin and Crouch, Snape taught practically during the lectures and assigned theor- theories for homework, or homework. Uh, contrary to his previous position as potion master, Snape taught defense fair with a sense of passion he did not show in potions. As the every sing- other chorus that required practical spells, six years were taught nonverbal usage and were expected to use them in class from then on. And then the 97-98 school year, the class was changed to dark arts during Voldemort's takeover of the school and was taught by Death Eater... Uh, Adamus uh, Caro, who taught the students to perform the unfavorable curses with a particular emphasis with ordering students to practice the Cruciatus curse on disobedient students, along Mm. with summoning Fiendfire. Well, that's not good. And Fiendfire is nasty business, because that's fire, that's cursed fire that will not go out, and that will pretty much destroy almost anything. This is terrible. Yes. All right. So out of all the teachers that had been listed for the DADA, which one would you think is the most effective teacher? Lupin. Ooh, you think Lupin? I think Moody, even as Crouch. I think he had, because he had more, okay, Lupin had the werewolf aspect of it, don't get me wrong, and he connected with the kids really well, but I feel like Moody actually took what it was and made it practical because that's who he was even under a facade fair i mean I, that's a fair point but i get lupin's but... argument i do so everyone else you just need to comment in and let us know which one you think yeah was please the best dada teacher out of all of them and if you come in and say dolores umbridge i might fight you 
Oh no, that's 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 no no. It's not a mic. It's not a def- It's not a mic. We won't we won't talk. <laughs> we won't talk. <laughs> that that that. We don't talk about mm-mm. that that evil person. No, no. But yeah, I'm very curious to know which one you think had the best impact on their lessons. Oh yeah, and everything. Let us know. Yeah, that. Cool. And um, with that. You can let us know in a few ways here when we go into our mid-break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. All right, welcome to the middle of the show where we can talk about everything with the podcast. That's nothing to do with the lore of the Wizarding World. And at this point, I just want to uh, remind everyone we do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Lorecast, where you can get ad-free episodes. You can get um, join us once a month at the end of every month of topic of your choosing on the show. Uh, we can talk about Hogwarts Legacy. We can talk about upcoming projects. We can talk about anything that you want to talk about of in the wizard world and you can also support us on also on apple and spotify if you leave a five-star review on apple we read it out loud the next time on the show as well as a nice comment on spotify which we do actually have one this week we have one from christopher m from our on our vampires episode show was good but uh did you get a but we did get a vampire at least it was implied that there was a crisp at one at the christmas slug uh slug club party in book six which yes Mm -hmm. uh, you are absolutely correct christopher there is a vampire in the book six he is like he actually has a full-on scene in the book and is like shown in like you can he's visible in the film as well it's just like he doesn't interact with anyone like he's just like a stand he's a stand-in kind kind of a thing in the background but you do see yeah. him, yes. There is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. I just wish they had more of a conversation. Yeah, in the uh, film. Yeah, at least in the film. Yeah. That'd be yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, you can also find us on a few dif- different Discord servers. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net, as well as my own Discord server, the Ben and Friends Podcasting Discord, where you can find this show, as well as the other shows that I host, which are the Holocron Histories, the Final Fantasy Lorecast, and the Witcher Lorecast. Um, all part of the Robots Radio Network as well, so go check those out. Go check both those Discords. It's a fun time. And let us know what DADA 
professor you think is the best and why Umbridge is the number one not to go to and most hated person in the wizarding world. And she go hang out with the centaurs again. Yes. 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 How she got away is I don't know. But yes. Everything's a theory. So I don't know. Right. And uh, you can also catch us live every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash Go check me out. Go follow. Go get notified when I go live. That way you can see all this crazy chaos live in person. Um, and yeah, and help me get affiliated because I am very close on getting affiliated. Just a, just a couple more average viewers every stream and I'm, I'm getting there almost there that way i can get subs and i can do this a little bit more full time and you know start doing charity stuff because i want to do all this charity work that uh the robots radio stuff does during this time of the year so it'd be great oh that is this time of the year Mm -hmm. and um if you are listening to this when this goes live on friday Check out this weekend, uh, Robots Radio and Lotus of Doom and the Tamriel, uh, Tales of Tamriel. They go live on Twitch all weekend for a charity stream. So go check them out. Uh, go help me out. It, yeah, it, it thanks for all. It's a great community. Come yes, hang out. It is. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, we are get, going to get back into more Defense Against the Dark Arts. Okay, now that we're back, we now can go a little bit more deeper into what each year will go cover. So, first years, so it is categorized as dark creatures and spells because they do learn both. Mm-hmm. So, first years for dark creatures, they learned curing werewolf bites. So, such as a mixture of powdered silver and dittany. They learn imps, ghouls, hags, guy trashes, vampires, zombies, and gnomes. And as far as spells go, they have Curse of the Bogies, which is only mentioned. Yeah. Uh, the Notpax Jinx, Red Sparks, for the Vermidius Charm, the Vermidius Duo Spell, the Vermidius Trya, the Wanderlining Charm, the Smokescream Spell, and Green Sparks. Hmm. So, there's that. Did I, I said ghosts, right? You said ghouls. Did I say ghouls? I meant ghosts. Yes. ghosts. I meant ghosts, not ghouls. Ghosts. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, it's I was, a sickness. <laughs> I was looking up what the um what the get trash. I don't I'm not percent sure how you would say it, but it's a it's a dog like spirit with a forked tail. Um I'm not a hundred percent sure. Said something to do with maybe the Grim Reaper. I'm assuming it might be like an omen of death. Yeah, I don't know. A G a Jirash? Jirash? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That that's uh that's um interesting. Yeah. It's definitely a different um 
type of thing. But yeah, it's it's definitely based in uh, in folklore. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that's pretty cool. But the other ones are pretty self-explanatory. I just ignored oh, yeah. that one. Absolutely. Yes. So, and then we now get to the second year. So the dark creatures are Cornish pixies, experienced firsthand, which they did. <laughs> uh, at least Harry, Ron, and Hermione did. Uh, mm-hmm. Banshees. Now we get ghouls. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go over hags again. Trolls, vampire, werewolves, yetis, imps, and gnomes. And the spells they learn are the Disarmy Charm, the Hormorphous Charm, the Vermilius Duo spell, the Vermilius Duo, the Vermilius Tria, the Tickling Charm, the Fool Binding Curse, Fumos Duo, and the Softening Charm. So what is the um, Vermilius Duo spell or the Vermilius Duo? What do those ones do? Vermilius Duo was the incantation charm that produced a jet of red sparks that could be used offensively in dueling. So it's just a more powerful version of red sparks. Vermilius is the spell to shoot red sparks out of your wand. Mm -hmm. Duo is just a more powerful version. And then Trya is also more. It's just a higher form of that one. Oh, okay. I understand now. And then Fumos Duo is the more powerful version of the smokescreen spell. Sneaky. And the Disarmy yeah, Charm obviously is Expelliarmus. So we know that one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we know Why that they just one. don't put that? Yeah. So now for third years, so the dark creatures are Boggets, Grindelows, Werewolves, Hinky Pinks, Kappas, Redcaps, Vampires, Nocturnal beasts, imps, oh. pixies, and charmed skeletons. And the spells they learn are the bog- Bogget Banishing Spell, Season Pool Charm, and the Freezing Spell. I love the charm skeleton. <laughs> just because, alright, I just imagine the Halloween video of the skeletons dancing. Talking about the different bones in the body. So that's the charm skeleton. Charm skeleton is literally just a human skeleton that has been magically reanimated by a dark wizard. It's sim- it's similar to Inferi, but it's mm-hmm. not the corpse. It's just the skeleton itself. Not as juicy. Think of the skeleton archers and warriors you see in Skyrim. That's essentially yes. what it is. Yes, I was playing a D and D game and I got scared by a charm skeleton i got messed up by one because i wanted to dilute it so yeah <laughs> don't be greedy in D. yeah the first time i played all right i don't i didn't know any better <laughs> that's fair uh so the fourth year so dark creatures that we have are urklings red caps and duck bogs and the spells you learn are the and this is only for the 94 95 school year uh, the Imperious Curse, the, the Cruciatus Curse, and Killing Curse, which you do not learn how to use, mind you. <laughs> nope. Counter Curses, Hex Deflection, the Twitchy Eye, Twitchy Ears Hex, the Reductor Curse, and Aqua Erecto. Okay, so I need to know what a Doug Boggs is and why Twitchy Ears Hex. So the twitchy, that's wild. The Twitchy Ears Hex uh, was a hex caused... The victim's ears to twitch. 
because why right. not? I'm going to be real with you. Like, I've had my eyes been twitching all day, and it's been driving me nuts. I could not imagine having my ears twitch. You don't know what a duck bog is? You see them in uh, Hogwarts Legacy. You know, I'm this really is, You know those uh, giant frog things? Yeah. That's a duck bog. I dislike them. That's probably yeah, why Yeah, because I... they suck to hard to kill. They do. Until and you get I've the Findo, them from my memory. The best yes. way, the best way, if you so, fun fact: if you're playing Hogwarts Legacy and listening to this, if you want to easily kill a Dugbog, use a Levioso and then Defendo. Right, so use Levioso when its tongue is um, about to be uh, stuck out, and mm-hmm. then use Defendo. It cuts off the tongue and it instantly kills it. Nice. I- yeah. Oh, that way you don't have to advice. constantly try to kill the thing because they are tanky and they are beefy health They're boys, so tanky. And I Why? don't like it. They're just a frog or a toad. They're more toad-like. They're more toad-like, but yeah. Oh. No. <sighs> okay. And uh, Arklings, by the way, are the... Uh, they're um, oh, yeah. really creepy... it's it's hard to explain yeah right if you look at the actual like on the harry potter wiki it's very creepy they're like an elfish magical beast with three uh three feet tall on average um but they're like very okay so he kind of looks mm. like Gollum without the eyeballs there you go that's what he looks like yes and he's more brownish color they're more brown very much so more mud color. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they uh they like to take children. Oh, that's lovely. Not. Yeah. Um, they originated in Germany, so yeah, they had a that's pretty common in the folklore over in Germany, I'm gonna be honest with you, but that's crazy. Um, so mm. now we get to the fifth year. So uh so for the eighteen ninety to eighteen ninety one school year for the fifth year. The only spell that we know is the levitation spell. And this is obviously the spell and the class that we go through at, uh, during Hogwarts Legacy where mm-hmm. you learn Levioso, which is one of the very first spells that you learn. And uh, yeah, you use it quite a bit because it's actually really good in combat. You yes. never would have thought like using a levitation charm in combat would be useful. But, you know, it, it's very useful. Mm, it's very useful. And then them off their guard. during the, so this now goes to the 1988 to 18, 1989 school year. So the dark creatures you go through are ghouls, pixies, boggets, and snakes, which they have their own. Mm. And spells are hex deflection, impediment jinx, the tongue tying curse, the trip jinx, deprimo, the smoke strain spell, La Carmen Inflamore, which is a fire spell, mm-hmm. which Hermione uses fairly easy in her first year. I'm not surprised. Uh, the Reductor Curse, the Snake Vanishing Spell, the uh, Avecta Sactum, the Saggio, the Human Presence Revealing Spell, and the Protective Enchantments. Nice. A lot of those are pretty self-explanatory. Well, and yeah. the snake vanishing spell 
I'm taking a wild guess. That's going to be the spell that Snape uses in Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Yes. That would be my guess as well. And then for the fifth year of the 95-96 school year, dark creatures they go over are iguanas, vampire bats, boggets, and the spells are counter jinxes, counter curses, Bogget Banishing Spell, Hexbreaker, Hex Zapper, the Limbo Mist Anti-Charm, the Conflict Avoidance, and then Theory and Fleeing, which this is all part of the much-hated Professor Umbridge that we all want to despise and leave in the Forbidden Forest. So you're telling me that she teaches Conflict Avoidance as a theory? Yes. I don't like that. I need you to tell me what Limbo Mist Anti-Charm is. That's more fun. (laughs) It is remove of all long scarves, accessories, or hindering articles in order to exercise his anti-what? So it removes his accessories? Is that what you Oh, I'm, I'm thinking of, like, the game Limbo, and there's, like, mist all over that forest, and, like, it just makes that mist go away. Hindering articles such as... Yeah, it just removes hindering scarves and accessories. That is the most misleading name for... That's a terrible any... spell. What would you <laughs> use that for? What would you... You're just lazy I mean, and don't want to take your I mean, scarf off? Granted, I don't know. Granted, there's a bunch of spells that just like why would you use this i mean it is what it that's is. definitely one of them mm-hmm. oh yeah so now we have the six year so this is part of the official curriculum so we have dementors and inferi as dark creatures and spells mm-hmm. are nonverbal spells the shield charm resisting the imperious curse and the cruciatus curse uh shield charm being protego Nonverbal mm-hmm. spells, which meaning, you know, you can cast spells without speaking. Which is cool. And then uh, we also have Bill Weasley's extracurricular classes, which the dark creatures he t- uh, goes over are Banshees, Flesh-Eating Slugs, Kappas. And the spells he goes over are the Curse Barrier Spell, the Ear Shriveling Curse, Langlock, the Sea Urchin Jinx, the Cave in a Dickum. I have no idea what that is. Uh, the imperturbable of our charm and the stretching jinx. Kappas are creepy. Yes. I was say. And the cave <laughs> into Karim is a shield. It's a shield. Oh. It's a shield spell. Nice. That's useful. What about Langlock? Langlock is. In an incantation of a jinx that caused one's tongue to afflict to the roof of their mouth. Oh, it's like being tongue-tied almost. Kinda, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's known to work on humans as well as spirits, including a poltergeist like Peeves. Yes, that was used on him in one of the books. One of the professors needed him to shut up. Remember Wasn't that, that Lupin? That was mm-hmm. Lupin! I'm pretty sure that was because Peeves really only like interacted with Lupin um, because, you know, Lupin went to Hogwarts and everyone hates Peeves. So, (laughs) yes, I hate Peeves. I hate, oh God, I hate Peeves. 
And then, uh, so for the seventh here, for the uh, official curriculum, we have Nocktails. And spells are Bombarda Maximum and the Pimple Jinx. When Bombarda Maximum, mm. it's literally just makes explosions. And oh. you do get to learn Bombarda in Hogwarts Legacy too, which makes things go boom. I love Bombarda. Oh, I enjoy it very much. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then go Nogtails on. are like little pigs. Yeah. Like uh, demon pigs, essentially. That's really all you gotta know. And then Bill's Weasley's extracurricular classes are for the dark creatures, the chameleon ghoul, the gnome, the manticore, poltergeist, and dementors. And the spells that he will teach is the concealment charms. I love the idea of a chameleon ghoul. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, change colors in my head. I mean, Bill would know anything about ghouls because they have a ghoul that lives in their house. Oh my gosh, I forgot all about Yeah, him. they have an addict tool. Yes. They have an addict tool. Yes, they tool do. Just, that was just a stand-in for Ron when, uh, in his last year because he had dragon pox. That's yeah. the story they were saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Okay. And then, anyway. um, so now we have known professors. So we have Isadora um, Morganic, which the 15th, 16th century, which you meet her in Hogwarts Legacy. We have Dinah Hellcat, at least in the 1890 to 91 school year, which is also Hogwarts Legacy, which this is well before the jinx of the, you know, of this class. So, yeah, I'm sure Hellcat, Professor Hellcat was there for much longer than one year and much. Oh, I'm sure there prior before that. Um, yeah. Albus Dumbledore from the least 1910s to 1927. Proficia, uh, Proficia Radpick from 1981 to 1989. Olivia Green from 1990 to 91. Cornelius Quirrell, 91 to 92. Grudel Lockhart, 92 to 93. Remus Lupin, 93 to 94. Uh, Barnabas Crouch Jr. disguised as Alistair Moody in 94 95. Dolores Umbridge, 95 to 96. Severus Snape, 96 to 97. Uh, or taught the dark arts, uh, 97, 98. And then we then go to uh, Brittlemore from at least 2008 to 2011. Mm-hmm. And then Harry Potter occasionally gave lectures on the subject. So those are the professors. Um, honestly, my favorite would be either uh, Professor Hellcat and Lupin. Yeah, I do like the professor from Hogwarts Legacy. She is. She's, she's great. Phenomenal. She's a um she if you, you I never realized cuz I've been I've been replaying it uh and went back and made uh did a new character and everything. And um I didn't realize you can actually have more conversations with them besides like them teaching you the spells. You can go back and actually have more conversations oh. with them. Um yeah. and they'll have like um if you look on your map uh, it'll show like a uh, speech bubble um, where they're like where they are in their classroom mm-hmm. and yes. like you can get more information about them where um, she, uh, Professor uh, uh, Hackett, Hackett, not Hellcat, Hackett, um, as uh, she was a unspeakable. So she worked in the Department of Mysteries mm-hmm. and she's and- like she's like the same age. 
mm-hmm. as uh, Professor Black, mm-hmm. but she doesn't look it because no, she was because jeans, I believe no time magic. Oh, time magic. That's right. It yes. Dealt, like yes, she, yes. she, she, uh, she, she can tell you is like it. It specifically was time magic. Like, and she lost mm-hmm. time. Yes, I do remember that conversation with her. I thought that was pretty wild. And that's why but... it's like, because when she's like, like, "Oh, me and Regulus, uh, we went to school together," and it's like, "Wait a minute! Like, something doesn't add Hang up on. here. <laughs> something doesn't add up here. You do not look your age, <laughs> and that's not in like not the good way." Um, yeah. And you can then go back and like find out it's like oh she was unspeakable uh mm-hmm. she worked for the department of mysteries and due to her job in the department of mysteries she had a think a case where she had to deal with time magic and she lost time and yeah. grew older out of it yes. so i do like how they added in that little those little bits of lore for the game it's and great i didn't know i professors. didn't experience any of that my first time playing it's like i didn't know you could actually mm-hmm. do that yeah so I've been like literally line. looking at little every crack and cranny of the, of the castle now. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> so uh, last but not least, we have the behind the scenes. So when J.K. Rowling was asked why Dumbledore would give not give Severus Snape the Defense Against the Dark Arts job, Rowling responded that Dumbledore believed that teaching Defense Against the Dark Arts would bring out Snape's worst side. Though Dumbledore finally re- relented. In Harry's sixth year, Snape admitted to Bellatrix Lestrange the reason during their conversation in Spinner's End. Rowling also revealed that after Amius Crowell uh, was the Dark Arts teacher, a permanent teacher took the post because Voldemort's jinx uh, over the job was lifted. Mm-hmm. And then while it is known that Dumbledore did not wish Professor Snape to teach D- uh, the DADA, uh, for fear of relapsing into the Death Eater ways, it is also possible that since the subject had been Jinx, he was thinking of Snape's physical well-being, at least not been able, you know, the importance that he could give or long run. Despite Dumbledore's fear, Howard Snape did not truly return to his old ways when granted the position he sought for, though he did teach the lessons with a sense of passion for the Dark Arts. Mm-hmm. And then each the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher attacked or attempted to attack Harry, Quill tried to strangle Harry and jinx his broom during the Quidditch game. Lockhart attempted to erase his memories. Lupin went after him as a werewolf, although alone for the time of others, uh, never attacked Harry if he had been in human form. Which Lupin, I give the exception because, like, that's not in his. He wasn't like obviously he's not in control of himself at all whatsoever. Yes. Correct. Absolutely. And we went over that in length in our werewolf episode. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Barty, uh, Barty Crouch Jr. disguises Moody, tried to kill Harry. That's plainly obvious. Umbridge yes. physically assaulted him and threatened him with the Cruciatus curse and had previously sent mentors to attack him, uh, though he was, uh, though this is before she taught the subject, which, yeah, you get more. You, you see the reason why I hate umbridge is not from the films (laughs) now they make it very clear in the film that she is not a liked character at all Mm -mm. and the actress who plays umbridge was phenomenal in bringing that character out from the book and not to be likable or anything i applaud her for that Mm -hmm. but that character like i despise her more in the 
books than I do in the films because in the books she's like 10 times more evil to where you the reason why Harry had to protect himself wasn't because of random dementors that aka like Voldemort could have sent no it's because of this freaking soon to be (laughs) professor didn't like Harry because she's such an all with freaking fudge (laughs) alright moving on (laughs) (sighs) okay that's my hate banter um, there you go. Snape attacked Harry in the retaliation for Harry trying to curse him during the Battle of the Astronomy Tower. And mm. then, ironically, Amos <laughs> Caro, who taught the Dark Arts instead of defense against the Dark Arts, was attacked by Harry after Amos was insulted by Minerva McGonagall. <laughs> and this is also in the book. We don't really, you don't see this in the film. Um, in the book, which I actually just got done uh, reading these uh, Deathly Hollows again. And because I completely forgot so much stuff was different from the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry goes to Harry and Luna go to Ravenclaw Tower or in Ravenclaw Tower and the Caro uh, brother and sisters were patrolling and Harry takes both of them and stuns both of them and binds <laughs> them. And then McGonagall <laughs> shows up and binds them Yeah, because McGonagall was awesome. Yeah. And then uh, Dolores Umbridge was the only female defense against the Dark Arts teacher in the series besides uh, Galatea Marythought. Galatea was not seen throughout the series, only mentioned. Until, you know, later down the line where we have Professor uh, Hecate and then um, Professor Green um, Mm -hmm. later with the uh, games, which they add Mm -hmm. more to it. Yeah. And then the six professors of this subject who taught Harry each had a dark secret that he did not learn until the end of the respective school year. Uh, Quarrel was serving was serving Voldemort and was possessed by him. Lockhart was a cowardly fraud who covertly stole the instruments from others. Lupin was a werewolf. Moody was actually Barty Crouch Jr. and an escaped Death Eater. Umbridge was the one who sent the mentors that attacked Harry and Dudley. And Snape was the one who had reported the prophecy to Voldemort and was the Half-Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. And then during his tenure as Potion Master, Severus Snape only accepted students who achieved an outstanding on their owls in his new level of potions. However, when Snape became the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher in 96-97 to 97 school year, students who achieved ex- uh, exceeds expectations were still allowed to take new level DADA classes. And the only book to have uh, twice been assigned for awe for the subject is The Dark Forces, A Guide to Self-Protection. And then most of the Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers in Harry's sixth year uh, at Hogwarts during a similar pattern, each with the exception of Quirrell and Snape. They were an entirely new teacher, each with a chosen out of necessity due to the loss of the previous instructor and the absence of other applicants. Each meets Harry's uh, before he arrives at Hogwarts in the respective year, with the exception of Mad-Eye, who only mentioned in the passing, though, although Harry had unknowingly encountered Barty Crouch Jr. at the Quidditch World Cup, mm-hmm. and each physically or min- uh, magically attacked Harry during the school term, either inintentionally or accidentally, as in the case of Remus Lupin. And then in Harry Potter, uh, the Order of the Phoenix, when discussing who their new defense against the Dark Arts teacher would be, Harry said that 
the teachers didn't have much luck. One sacked, one dead, one lost his memories, and one was locked in a trunk for nine months, referring to Lupin, Quirrell, Lockhart, and Moody. Respectively, this isn't true, however, because Lupin resigned rather than be fired. Uh, also, Crouch Jr., the de facto teacher for Harry's fourth year, suffered the Dementor's kiss. So he didn't, like, he was technically dead. He's just a vegetable. Yeah. Yeah, and then Coronas Quirrell is the only defense against the Dark Arts teacher known to have died during the year he gave the subject. Yeah, for good reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, according to Pottermore, from the best to worst defense against the Dark Arts teacher during the seven years of Harry's education, number one is L- number one is Lupin. Ooh. Number two is Snape. Three is Lockhart. Which how the heck did he get up there? Uh, four is Crouch, five is Caro, six is Umbridge, and seven is Quirrell. Wow, even Umbridge. Wow. <laughs> oh, God, my list is completely know. different here. Yeah. I anyway. don't like that Lockhart. It's above Crouch, but that's a different conversation. I don't like how, like, Snape, I can, uh, Snape, I can get, get behind B number two. Lockhart, I can agree. Lockhart should not be three. No. Crouch, I would say, would be three if you, like, just taken his, like, teaching aspects. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caro, I don't want to even put on the list because he teached dark arts, not defense against the dark arts. It's true. Very true. And Umbridge and Quirrell are just dead last and they j- just burn. Um, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, and Harry Potter Hogwarts Mystery, if players take Jacob's sibling to the OWL through an optional side quest, they definitely gain at least an A, even if they fail to answer every question to perform any defensive spells. Because mm-hmm. game logic and storytelling. <laughs> Gamey wamey. Woo. And then mm-hmm. in the early video games, creatures such as fire crabs, fire dwelling salamanders, which are canonically small, non aggressive lizards, and Strillers are covered in defense against the Dark Arts classes. However, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them confirm these creatures are not dark creatures, nor very dangerous. And Fire Crabs, a highly protected species, and Strillers, domesticated as pets, are in fact no. taught and handled in the care of magical creatures instead, meaning their inclusion on the Defense Against the Dark Arts curriculum is not canon. Several games also depict gnomes uh, being covered in a class, which seem to rather be odd, considering they are simply harmless. Uh... A bit annoying, uh, garden pests, and not considered dark or dangerous. Also, in early video games, spells such as the Softening Charm and Season Pool Charm are taught in this class, despite these spells seemingly having any defensive and offensive uh, qualities. Is likely these spells were taught in the class purely for game play reasons. And then in Lego Harry Potter years 1 through 4, in Guttalore Lockhart's first defense against the Dark Arts, uh, Lockhart teaches the students the freezing charm for combatant pixies. However, this lesson cannot be considered canon since it fundamentally con- contradicts the lesson's depiction in the second book. Yeah, but it's just, it's a Lego game. That Yeah, there's that too. It's a Lego game. Also, Steelers are little... Um, Snails. They're little snails. They're little snails. That that's wow. (laughs) They're cute. I just want everyone know that they're snails. They're snails. (laughs) 
Wow. They're they're dark creatures. That doesn't make any sense. I'm glad that they made sure that they weren't. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I know. Like, Mm -hmm. fire crabs and um, salamanders are not. Because, like, if you go play Hogwarts Mystery, you learn those and care for magical creatures with Professor Kettleburn. They're just hot. Like, they're not. Yeah, they just, you know, they they just deal with fire. Yeah. Doesn't make them evil. Bad dark whatever right anyway yeah but yeah that's what we have on this week's episode of the dada uh mm-hmm. do you have anything else to add nina nope uh just let us know which one of the teachers was the best teacher yes and why either get yes. into our discord and let us know or please reply to our spotify if you're on spotify or send us a review on apple there you go um but thank you for listening to the wizard world lore cast and remember the wand chooses the witch or wizard thank you for listening to wizard world lore cast you can find us on the robots radio discord at robotsradio.net you can follow us on twitter at wwlorecast and you can email us at wizardworldlorecast@gmail.com. at gmail.com